Hi, welcome to Suplex the Sticks, a gaming podcast hosted by David and Seth. Hello. And Forrest. Howdy. How's it going, y'all? I like that little uh, little dissonant I knew, that was going on right I there. I knew he was going to keep going, and so I, I had to... I had yeah, to. why did you why did you interrupt me like that? I did it. It was I, so good it, though. It helped. It was, it was great. It, it didn't it help. It was art. It was. Nice. You made me stop early. <laughs> I was going to go for much longer. <laughs> Don't worry. I'm sure we have a lot of show left <laughs> yeah. to where you can <laughs> you could do it do the whole thing if you wanted. Right. Um, <laughs> so let's <laughs> we so in this episode we're going to talk about a couple of things, but I'm going to let you know in the front of the show how it's going to be structured. Uh, And the first part of the show is going to be normal. We're going to talk about the things we played this week. So is the second part. The second part of the show is also going to be normal. For the most part. We're going to talk about the news, and then the last part of the show, we're going to say we're done talking about the news and put a hard break there, and then we're going to talk about Sonic 2. Yeah, because we're going to talk about Sonic 2. Oh. we got to talk about Sonic 2. Oh, you're right. We have to. Forrest saw it. I made him see it before <laughs> we recorded. I was going to try and see it before we recorded anyways. You didn't make me Taped do anything. Taped him to a chair. He said, he well, here we go. He said he, was, open. he said he was going to try to see it, to which I inferred to him the other day, you really should see it so that we could talk about it on the show. Oh, so, I have thoughts on it, by the way. Why don't we just talk about it now? Because we're already talking about it. No, no, no. Because it's going to be spoilers. Preview, we don't. I want to. Well, that's the last part of the show. Um, so that way people can completely avoid spoilers if they want. They'll turn uh, the show off after people. the news is done. <laughs> you know. <laughs> you people and Ro- if there are any people robotic. listening to this, they can turn it turn off the podcast. <laughs> yeah, the show is it for people. It's, it's for Borgs, it's for, <laughs> it's, which are mostly human. Which are people. mostly people. We let's let's join our Discord. We got into weird lore today with Borgs. It was great. Um, but if you're a heartless or an unversed or a dream eater, listening mm. to us, continue. Hmm. Yes, and if you're nobody, uh, I count nobody those as people. Allowed. Um, though, they have no hearts. But that was a lie. Oh, that's right. Well, they didn't have any, They but they developed them. Right? I don't remember. All right, so we're going to talk about the game we played, Seth. We sat down and played a whole video game together. Hold on. Almost. Just before we move into this, I just <laughs> want to point out, this is we're skipping ahead here, but this stupid... Spe- <laughs> I, d- I know the man is completely insane and he does it on purpose, but there was this line in that trailer that we're going to talk about in the next segment where there was like the heart, the soul is part of the heart or something. And I was like, what are you doing? No more. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you can't yeah. Just, you can't just say these things. <laughs> yes, he can. Don't tell him he can't because it'll make him double down on it. You can't. Uh um we'll we'll get to it we'll get to it it's gold we'll probably rewatch the trailer during the break because i want to watch it again yeah. i've watched it a bunch of times but um 
Don't worry. If you thought you, we were going to go a week without talking about Kingdom Hearts, it's going to happen. Um, Don't fret. Uh, but we played uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands. Seth and I did. Uh, we did. We played all of it. We did. Hundred percent like, of it. Uh no, well, I mean, quest wise, quest wise, yeah. Um, yep. we may have missed like one or two side missions, but I don't think we did. Um, but we did beat the game. Nice. And did a we did one run of the end game, because um, mm. there is a roguelike that unlocks at the end. Oh. Yeah, a Hades-esque... Well, I mean, Hades is roguelike, but, like, you can choose different buffs and stuff and go into different chambers. Nice. It's very nice. interesting. Rogue-esque, even. Um, yeah, right. Uh, but so for one might say. For people <laughs> that do not know, uh, Tiny Tina's Wonderlands is a full game based off the idea of the Borderlands 2 expansion. Um, what was it called? Assault on Dragon Keep, right? Yeah. Yes. Um, so that was a expansion or DLC for Borderlands 2 where you, uh, Tiny Tina was running a uh, Bunkers and Badasses, uh, which is their version campaign. of D&D uh, campaign, and they decided to make a full video game out of that. Um, sort of. Sort of. And that is this game. And it's... Uh, you know, Seth and I played through the whole thing. I'm I'm confused by this sort of sentiment from the both of you. Does it not well, like f- it, well, does it the, stray from that idea or does it not fully like Well the Assault on Dragon that? Keep the Assault on Dragon Keep was fully within the Borderlands two frame. So like your characters were just the Borderlands two characters transplanted yeah. into a fake right. world, but it still had all, all the kind of... Everything worked the same way that Borderlands 2 did. Um, they have... they, So I say it's sort of that made into a full game, but it's rather it, it that made into an actual... It, it's just like they, they... They... It's not... It's not incorrect to say they made that into a full game, but it's, mo- it's not... doesn't accurately represent is that they just made a game out of like its own game out of the idea of the bunkers and badasses uh campaign right it's i mean I it's you know uh it's it's nitpick nitpicking here but yeah but well, i'll, I'll let you get know, away neither here nor yeah. there um so they they made a whole game out of that concept where you build your own um B and B character, um, and you get to pick from six classes. And uh, instead of grenades in this game, which uh, you know, so it all is very similar to Borderlands style gameplay, uh, just reflavored a little bit, but reflavored. And instead of shoot, shoot and loot, shoot and loot. Instead of grenades, you get spells, and mm-hmm. um, which are kind of like grenades. Which are kind of like grenades, but more powerful and useful. Some of them just basically useful. are grenades. Some of them are grenades. I'm yeah, cool with that. Um, Keep it familiar, comfortable, you know. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but it's some of them also are way more effective and way cooler than the grenades in Borderlands. Yeah. Uh, so yes, much yes. so that 
my the class I chose, which was uh, the spell shooter. I can't remember the name of its spell shot. Spell shot. Uh, it actually foregoes having an ultimate ability, and just lets you slot in a second spell. Uh, so I was the whole time dual wielding spells, nice. which uh, at times Seth can tell you was very chaotic because I would just be summoning in meteors from everywhere, uh, which was awesome. Yo. Yeah. And although it, it does, it did have an action skill. You just never used it. Right. I, I, th- I think it was a useless one. If you want me to be completely honest. Uh, I mean, it turned like, one I've, I've read about it. Apparently it's super s- overpowered. Oh, really? It turns yeah. an enemy into a, ske- a skeeple, and then they do nothing. Like A what? A, it's I mean, a floating I'm just, sheep. I'm just telling oh, you. I see. I'm just telling you. It's like the, the skags, but they're sheep, and they float around. Right. Well, I, was just, I just had never heard the skeeple yeah. before, and I'm like, whoa, whoa, whoa. There's a lot of new things context. in this game that, you know, you haven't heard before. <laughs> Uh, which is kind of nice because, you know, the flavoring of Borderlands can get a little tiresome when you've played like five games of it. Yeah. And this sort of reskins a lot of it. Especially when the most recent game was the most tiring. <laughs> yes. Uh, I haven't looked at Took the Took all the tiresome team. things of the previous games and, you know, cranked it up. I haven't read about the writing team for this game, uh, even to see if it was different than Borderlands 3, but... God, it had to be, because <laughs> it it was better. The, it was <laughs> the the writing was just better. The better still sounds a little exasperated, uh, but no, like, no, no. I I think it overall was more enjoyable. The ending felt a little rushed, but overall everything was enjoyable. And even when it was cringy, it was still funny while being cringy. Which Borderlands Three, uh, if you go back and listen to our episode about it, it was. Just cringy and dated and dated already. Yeah, uh, yeah. And d- we're just talking feel- about our episode about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Do you feel that like uh, the writing for this one it, it suffers some of those same problems, or like is it just all around like it like there's barely any like dating on it? And, it, and like you said, if it is cringy, it's still at least enjoyable. I think there's a lot less. Um, memes from four years ago in it compared, you know, compared to Borderlands 3, which had yeah. memes from four years before its release. Yeah, it relied a lot less on memes and, and just trying to be clever itself. Correct. It next next to no, if any, dubstep either. Right. Wow. Um, yeah, We're finally also, beyond 2012. Even, yeah, there was an even a judicious use of claptrap. Yes, it did not use claptrap like, too much. Wow. Yeah, who was all present? Uh, like, he was all <laughs> present in Borderlands Three, from what I remember, and also not as funny <laughs> as he was in previous games. He was not as funny and used about ten times more than <laughs> the rest, yep. the other ones. Um, what I what I think helps here is that. During the campaign, in replacement of memes, they are drawing from, instead of memes and pop culture, which you can argue fantasy stuff is in pop culture, um, they are drawing from the fantasy 
genre in itself. Yeah. Whether it's some side quest based on The Witcher or a weird fifth element type sort of thing, which yeah. is more sci-fi. Yeah, this, this, it's there's... not to say that there aren't references in it, but I, th- I feel like in Borderlands 3, and certainly in Borderlands 2 also, but it, it like, it was, in Borderlands 2 it was implemented in a charming way, and I think it, you know, went beyond that into in Borderlands 3. Uh, but, like, the there are, you know, references to stuff in culture in this game, but I feel like... right. You know, they're they're sort of implemented like in kind of a wink and a nudge rather than directly looking, hey, look at this thing, isn't it? It's 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 exactly what that movie was or something like that. I don't know. There gotcha. was just a lot it was it was it, it feels like the the humor uh was crafted with uh, a bit more I don't know, wit is if that's the right word, or just kind of like self-control maybe Um, wit wit and uh for a game that even lacks subtlety sometimes to its benefit it has more subtlety than the previous some thought put into it a little more intention (laughs) yeah yeah way more more intention is a good way to put it yeah Um, i think and i think it's uh another way to describe what uh what No, go ahead. I was, I was waiting for you. Oh, oh, oh sorry. I was just gonna say that. I think another uh, another way to describe it would be like Borderlands as a like as a franchise has kind of existed uh, for much of it like beyond the fourth wall, and I think that this game, um, despite having an entirely fourth wall breaking character. Uh, still sort of exists within the bounds of its world rather than, like, wanting to be in our world, if that makes sense. Yeah. I can get that. Mm-hmm. Um, I was going to ask you, Seth, how you felt... Because we, we, we talked about the game, of course, while we were playing it... Um, but we didn't really go into some of this stuff. Um, so Border Wonderlands is a game where, uh, in the previous Borderlands games, you played a character in the story, um, one that had a backstory and had a uh, had a growth arc inside the game in and of itself. Uh, not to say that you don't have a growth arc in this game. But you are creating a character legitimately from scratch. You're making the face. You're choosing well, I mean, hair, skin color. I would, um, so I'm going to have to disagree with you in, on, on the characters in the previous games having like arcs and journeys that they go on. They, they mostly just exist as lenses to watch the NPC characters go on their own arcs and journeys. Yeah, I I understand that. I'm I'm mainly talking about like in the in the game you would find like audio logs with their backstory and stuff like that. So like it feels like they were already in this world whereas Yeah, I mean um, I guess these, I get, these characters I, are are your own creation. They're completely fresh. 
right but I, I, I guess playing. like the sure they 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 kind of have uh I, I guess they sort of represent character archetypes rather and and so there is a sense that you know you're you kind of know what to what what the characters are i guess and they're enough you know they at least in, in definitely in three they have enough voice lines to have you can you can tell their personalities uh but i don't know like having i don't know that the random audio clips that you can optionally find really do all that much to give the characters backstory and, and motivations i i think no. um i i think there are as much blank slates in in those worlds as the character you create here is. Um, so I, I think that maybe I feel this way and feel like this made me more invested in the game is because no one in the previous game mattered to me. At yeah. least from the, the way that I vibed with any of them. I did not care about the robot man with the bird. I did not care about <laughs> Tank Girl. Uh, I did not like literally none of the characters I vibed with the design on them. And so Yeah, I think that that's, that was definitely an issue. Um, you know, that's one of the, the myriad issues with the story of Borderlands 3 um, <laughs> that we don't really need to relitigate, but which we have continually been doing and in, in, in comparing it to this. Um, so I understand that. Um, but I, I'm just saying like, it added to the game t- for me to be able yeah. to create... To create my own character, even though we, at the end of the day, uh, I don't know if we talked about this on the previous uh, episode, but Seth and I inadvertently created uh, very similar looking characters. <laughs> well, I don't sim- think they, the they looked all that similar, but we did pick the exact same voice. Because uh, there's <laughs> like six five, voices. Yeah, there's like six voices that you can choose. Eight, and then, six. And, yeah. Uh, uh, I Can't think remember. Eight. Can't remember. Yeah, um, I think there was eight. Uh, and then there is like a slider for you to change like the pitch of the voice, and we somehow landed on the exact same voice. <laughs> That's so funny. So, did you guys have like doubling up of voice lines? Yeah, or? up until the yeah. last day we were playing, because oh Seth yeah, decided I, to change the voice. I decided to change voice. the voice because I couldn't. I just couldn't take <laughs> it anymore. I couldn't do it. <laughs> also, also the character, the, the voice we picked had this one. Um, this one voice line that he just repeated over and over, like every in, time in, you looked at the map. It, no, I don't even think it was in when you were like it happened to me mostly when I wasn't looking at the map. It was more like whenever you were idle, he would have this stupid line about looking at the map, and I hated it. Uh, and he just said it so many times. Um, but back to the like, I also like I get the yes, having your own, having your hand in creating the, the character. I think definitely does give you a bit more. Um, investment into it, I guess, but I think it also works in the sense like that there isn't really. It's really weird comparing these like, uh, where like as we're in the the previous Borderlands games, you are at least two and three. Um, your character was sort of joining up with the characters who were actually the main characters and helping them do things. Um, and that was the story of those games. And in comparison, this game doesn't actually really have a story. 
I mean, it does. But I mean, it, and I guess it's sort of part of the the DNA of the D and D campaign. That is, it's kind of just the, you know, the random train of thought of this tween girl. Um, but like the, your your character has has no real journey that they go on to speak of, rather than going to the different places and shooting different things. I don't know. It, it's sort of weird. Like there's a lot of things that happen in the story, but I don't know that yeah. I would call it a story. Um, it's just it's more like a bunch of different areas that are tied together. Like there is a an overall narrative where you know the bad guy killed the queen, and you're going off to get the magic sword so you can save the world from the bad guy um, but there like i i think that and i trust me i'm not trying to make the argument that this game is deep at all i promise <laughs> don't don't like don't ever but, assume but that i do think that there is an amount of the 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 story of the the game that they're playing and also the story of the characters that are playing characters in the game so like tiny tina kind of grows a little bit or at least you get some more backstory on her um and even the characters of oh god what was the name fret and valentine and and valentine yes notably uh voiced by wanda sykes and um andy andy sandberg Sandberg. (laughs) Uh, in roles in which they're basically just playing themselves let's be real uh, yeah. Do they, they do they it well? Yeah. All yeah. Right. Cool. It was enjoyable. <laughs> um, I do wish I found, I was talking to Seth about this. Uh, I found that while we were playing the game, I wish their characters were alongside us. Um, they mainly just come in with voice lines and they're never actually exploring the world with you. Yeah. Even though they, they are there. Technically. Yeah, it's it's uh, a really strange setup where like the the beginning of their campaign is all a cutscene that shows your three characters like climbing up this big mountain to defeat the dragon lord. Um and then they do and then it cut when it cuts to the actual campaign like they're trying to determine which character is going to be the fate maker, who is like the person with the power to sort of save the world. Uh, and none of them, neither of the two can agree. And so Tina's like, all right, n- neither of you are going to play. The newbie's going to play, wh- who is, you know, the player. And yeah. so it's basically, <laughs> it's a really, it's really weird when you think about it in world, because it's just this one guy playing D&D. Uh, with two people watching and commenting, uh, <laughs> it's it's really strange. And I, and I, but and also it's, it's only kind of disappointing a because session. yeah, like a solo and, session. And and I just wish that, especially because like they clearly had in-world characters as shown in the first cutscene, uh, and it's it was kind of a bummer that they don't actually show up to help you do anything. At all. Never. It's so weird. It is. Especially in a... And I guess, you know, going back, the other games didn't often always have... Like, the 
computer-controlled characters who would help you in fights were never all that super complex, um, and they never show stayed for all that long. Uh, but I don't know. There's also like this companion system um, where most of the classes, I think half of the classes, actually get like a creature companion that'll follow you around. And I don't understand. Like you could have easily like turned the characters into that if you didn't want them to like, right. be like fully. Certainly, they couldn't be fully fledged out characters that get have action skills and their own loot and stuff. But it would have been nice for them to actually be in the game. But I, th- yeah. Uh, but uh, you know, who knows how useful they would have been? But it would have been fun to have them hopping around and actually interacting with the world rather than only you talking to things. Yes. Um. One thing that this game gets the most right that I think almost any Borderlands game has gotten is uh, instead of having this vast uh, open section where you use vehicles to get across it, um, instead has this interesting little map that you bobblehead around and can go to areas and... I understand how this may not work in traditional Borderlands games, but it works amazingly here, and uh, it's so it's sort of an overworld. I was about to where, ask like a classic like RPG style overworld. Uh, it's similar enough idea where you're not yeah like, yeah re- yeah like so like you're, you're going just, like, to like almost. I mean, and there are there are random encounters areas. in the world too. Yeah. Um. So like it auto generates an area. Or an arena, and some enemies come in, huh. um, which you can skip those uh, and still reach level the max level fairly easily. Um, but you know, being able to forego the uh, gigantic sprawling open area uh, to right areas to have this is amazing and way better. Uh, in my opinion, <laughs> it wastes less time. It's it sounds like a more focused endeavor. Like they want you to be getting to these important areas, like these main areas, as quickly as possible. And some of those areas that. were side areas, and they were big. Yeah, but like it it cut out the like. I can't remember what one of them would have been called, Sith. But there was, you know, like Pandoran Desert yeah. at east, and then off of. Pandoran Desert East, there would be like three or four offshoots. Yeah. And instead of that, you have just a section of overworld that you kind of wander. Uh, yeah. With um, Cheetos and Rather than having like, you know, a, a huge overworld where you, you just kind of drive to different areas where there are encounters, the, those area, those specific areas are just, you know, condensed into their own little levels. Um. So yeah, it it it, uh, it definitely works. Uh, it does get kind of tedious to navigate it as it gets bigger in the later parts of the game. Um, yeah, but I did, I still do think by and large it's it's probably better than you know the huge open wide open gulfs that in, that appeared in some of the different games. Uh, Which really just, you would, and I think just building the game around foot travel made the maps better um, mm-hmm. rather than building them around knowing that you have 
cars that will drive you to and from places. Yeah. Because um, I think even, like, I think it, it, Borderlands 3, at least to an extent, moved a little bit away from having the, p- the worlds that were filled with nothingness that you just had to drive across. Um, but still, the, the worlds were designed knowing that you would need to use a car to get to certain places. And uh, and I think it, it's better. It's designed better without having those, having the option there for those. Yeah. Um, let's see. I, I overall, like, really liked this game. I'm trying to think of something that I like super stands out but it it's so weird because I I don't have any major complaints or like the the problem is that there's nothing that I like am so over the moon about game design wise but yeah like it doesn't it doesn't reach the heights of Borderlands 2 like it doesn't have as like the characters aren't as strong I think um but it never reaches the lows Really yeah, either, it like, like it's it's a it's a fun mid tier game like that doesn't um, go to extreme on either end of the right. It's not or super ambitious, unenjoyable um, spectrum, and and I think it's to its benefit. And like I said last episode, I mean the the gunplay is not super great. Uh, the diversity of the weapons is not all that great. Um, and I think that. Having the the class system is cool in the way that it, it it sort of lets you makes it kind of create your own character, but I do think it uh, it does sort of lack the authored feel of of some of those characters with how, especially in three, with how like diverse and fine fine tuned their uh, their classes were. Um, but I think uh, I understand why they did that in this one. Um, yeah, and I think it's it's a good it's a it's a fun game. It's um it's really it's really brisk. Uh I think moving through the worlds uh is really quick to do. There's not like even even when you're taking like side quests into account, I think they're they're kind of built in a way that you're always moving to new areas, uh which is nice. There mm-hmm. isn't like nice. you never like super backtracking back through places that you've already been. Um so yeah, I I just think it's it's a really solidly solidly built game. Um, not certainly not as not it doesn't have the kind of flash of of other Borderlands games, um, but I, yeah, it was it was a it was a good experience for sure. Yeah, and I you know I wasn't even gonna get it until Seth told me he got it. <laughs> yeah, and then I was like, well, I can't let Seth play this by himself. Yeah. Whether I'm glad you know. Like I was fully, I was him, fully like. planning to play it by myself, uh, um, just because, like, you know, I was still on post Elden Ring and needing something less intensive. And this game is very, is far from intensive. Uh, yeah, yeah, it, it's it's actually like super easy, which I think again, I think it's to its benefit. Um, and I think certainly there, that's what the kind of mode at the end of the game. If you if you want to crank it up to crazy levels, that's what that is there for. So, um, so here's the thing: we, I think it's it's easy if you do what we did. Um, so apparently the game does scale to you, but I guess later on 
the game will be at a higher level than you at some points because and that's I don't know if that's true still but uh, friend of the show Chris former co-host uh, he was telling me that him and uh, his wife and uh, also our mutual friend Nick and Andrea um, they his wife is Andrea they were getting wrecked by because at some point they just stopped doing side quests, and Interesting. so like uh, some of the later game stuff got pretty hard. Let's see, um, huh? That's because they were fighting um, stuff a couple levels above them. Well, instead of we were only fighting stuff like one level above us. Yeah, um, that's weird. Uh, so, I guess, so yeah, I guess there there are certain there are probably base levels that enemies will be at. Right in That's certain areas, but will otherwise scale up with you to to always be like one level ahead of you. So I, I yeah I guess because we uh, I wonder what those what those numbers are. But yeah I guess because we did everything we we kept the enemies within uh, within arm's reach. Uh, and let's be honest, even one level above us, they were cake. Uh, right. And I but I also think that you know just by leveling up you get stat increases, which also. Um, increase your kind of overall power which is probably the real issue that they were dealing with is that you know the enemies were way leveled above them but also they didn't have the kind of stats to to reach them so yeah I, I guess if you want to intentionally mainline the, the story campaign and do none of the side stuff the game will be tough for you yeah uh, but I would not recommend doing that because it right. doesn't seem fun to me. And um, some of the side stuff was some of the more enjoyable things in this yeah. game. Yeah. Um, yeah, like I think there were some there were some areas where like the the main story was kind of boring to do. Uh, and there are some <laughs> there there are at least two two areas we went to that you would never like two huge maps that you would never go to in the story. Um, the, like one of them is like the giant beanstalk town. Uh, and that was maybe yep. like one of the, 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 the coolest re- area, the coolest map in the, in the game. Um, it was, I think I agree with that. Uh, uh yeah, so, <laughs> so I, would, I don't want to spoil some of the stuff r- with the pirates, but. The yeah, pirates I would not re- <laughs> had some neat stuff. <laughs> yeah, I would not recommend um, uh, doing it that way. One thing that's interesting was the bosses in this game. There was only ever really like, I don't know. I think there was okay. four. There was four named with big health bar bosses. Okay, I'm pretty I, sure. Yeah, wow, that's true. I but I yeah I can only remember like, so but one of those guys was just like a dude. Yep. Um, maybe five. Yeah, I can only really remember one that was like a proper like on the like on the there was only there was definitely only one that you have to that you went into uh, you know outside of the final boss that you went into its own designated area. Right. Um, like you did like you had to do with all the um the vault guardians in Borderlands 3. Mm-hmm. Um So that w- that was really strange the that the bosses were a lot low key. There was definitely one that was that felt like a like a, a proper Borderlands boss, um, but everything else was a lot more toned down, which is kind of disappointing. And 
in a tiny Tina world, you would think the bosses would be way more bombastic. Um, and you know they're making DLC for the for this game, so I, certainly we'll get some good stuff there. Uh, but I think that was, you know, the first time we encountered that one, I was like, whoa, we're actually going into a, this it, the thing's own arena. You know, you dropped out a huge hole and. And there's just this, it's just this big monster that you have to fight. And that was cool. Like the fir- the one time that we did that. <laughs> <laughs> one time in 40 hours. Jeez. Uh, which I'm pretty sure we were close to 40 hours with everything. Yeah, uh, and that's a like great... Because like I said, we I did mean, everything. That is a absolutely perfect time for a game like this. Like you're getting yeah. a good amount of gameplay out of it, but you're not sticking around for too long. And it's got this cool, like, roguelite mode at the end if you want to continue to do stuff. Because there's not really any... There is no new game plus like there is in previous Borderlands games, as far as I know. Uh, huh. Because the level cap is set where it is. You, um, you hit that level cap if you're doing all the side stuff. By the way, like, two area, two three areas before the end of the game. Uh, so you saw the side... Um, I mean... <laughs> We, we hit it like, in the so the, we we definitely hit it in the um, the side area before the penultimate area of the game. No, we hit it in the skull elevator area. Did we? And we had the side area. Oh, that's and right. The, yeah. So that yeah. is like three areas before. I know. So you have a sizable chunk of time before the end of the game proper. Yes. Yeah, that's yes. crazy. We. <laughs> There is like. A, do you feel that kind of like messes with the pacing of the game? Then, like, if you do that yes, because like because you don't have yes, any sure. like upgrade feedback like for we that got, final um, portion, especially when like when all of your guns are level forty two and uh, most I don't think honestly I got the guns that I was using I probably got around like level thirty five, um, and they were strong enough to last me through the end. Yeah, um, but it was it was kind of funny because. Like, in that last area, we were just running from, like, objective. You know, the speedrun to objective. <laughs> Yeah. Um, like, there was, there, was, style. there was no messing around with enemies. Because, like, all right, we gain nothing from fighting these people, so let's just get these. get these. And honestly, we gained nothing from doing those side quests at that point, but we still wanted to do them. Right. Um, so, yeah, it, it, it definitely made the game feel a lot weirder. Uh, and then it, it probably really shortened the the back end of the game. That would be a lot different if you were not max level. But it's also I don't know, um, I don't know what way, what order you would play the game in, in which, like you wouldn't be, you wouldn't be already maxed out at some point when you are going to like even if you run through the the story and then go back and do the side quest after that they're still going to you're still going to get to a point where you're going to get max level and have a bunch more to do yeah uh, cuz it's not like we were doing a bunch of random encounters we just yeah. did all the side quests simply. yeah like you just did quests so and yeah. yeah it's huh it so it's i think there's there's a bit of a tuning that, that that's not totally off like and i get that because they have the um what what is it called the Something rank, the myth rank. So after you meet, yes. reach max level, there's still like a, like you still get experience points from killing enemies, and they fill um, 
a smaller bar that you get these myth points, and there's this weird rotating perk tree that you that you can invest points into that mostly just uh, level up your stats. Like you don't get you don't get any more skill points to invest in your skill trees, but uh, it's and it's it's strangely implemented. Um, so you like are sort ones. of yeah, you are gotcha. still sort of developing, but not really in any. Um, meaningful way yeah so i don't know it's uh you don't really want to reach <laughs> max level right before you reach the boss but yeah it's, it's just uh the tuning's a little bit off in that sense i'm interested to see like if we go in and turn or, and try to get that end game mode up to like really really hard and see what sort of loot we get if we make it really hard. But also, the incentive is only to just keep doing that mode again. Yeah, that was like the um, thing with Borderlands 3, is that they wanted to make it like games as a service, but there was nothing really to do once you had beaten the game outside of get loot. And it's like, well, there's nothing to use that loot for except for the stuff I'm doing to get loot, which is sort of... Uh, what a lot of these games are, and and if if you like the hunt for loot, then you'll like it. But, um, I think it it's fun as a thing to do. But I don't know how much like. To me, like to to make a good roguelite, the the gameplay itself has to be what drives you to keep playing, and I don't think. Th- as much as I enjoyed the game, like if you're just boiling it down to the pure gameplay of running around right. and shooting enemies, like it's not it's not enough for me to be like, yeah, I want to just continue to do that. Yeah, you ain't lying. But th- that's it. It's a good it's a good game, a fun experience. Yeah, uh, I think definitely l- less in scope than any other Borderlands games, but maybe better for it. Yeah, I think uh, unlike its predecessor, Borderlands 3, this one, at least for me, is Suplex certified, and I think you should play it. I, Same. I really do. Uh, I I genuinely wasn't going to seek it out, and I was going to wait to hear back from more people, but then I just on a whim uh, texted Seth, hey, are you going to get Wonderlands? And he was like, well, I already got it. And so I just went out and got it because I was like, "All right, this we've played all all the other ones together." So my no need my to break the streak, right? Yeah, streak um, is alive. So <laughs> I caught up to him within a day, um, and then you know wrote it out from there. Yep. Which really, he didn't get that much farther than the first two areas. So it was yeah. you know easy catch up. Yeah. Nice. Um, other than that, uh, I've been playing Picross S7 uh, because everyone should play Picross. It's, you know, they added touchscreen mode to this one if you care about touchscreen oh. Picross. Uh, why it took seven iterations to add it, you know, whatever. They're spicing it up a little. That's just kind of a thing with the Switch in general is that, like, Almost nothing utilizes the touchscreen. And that's fine. It doesn't need to. <laughs> Let's keep it that way. Yeah. Because uh, the o- other game that did that was The World Ends With You 
Uh, Neo. No, or, no, the, yeah, the 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 port of the original the port, remake. The yes. port of the yes. iPhone game. That yes. Is, yeah. <laughs> Forgot um, about that. I don't. I did. <laughs> you said uh, I can't. I can't. Uh, hey, I played the whole your, thing. I know you did. Jeez. And God bless you for it. Um, <laughs> so, uh, other than that, I have been putting in every day as if it's my job, uh, a solid three to four hours <laughs> of Horizon Forbidden West. Oh my gosh. And, you know, it may be Stockholm Syndrome. <laughs> uh, but I'm coming around on this game, I think. So yeah. we'll see. I'm not going to report on it every week. I'm also, uh, I don't know when I'm going to beat it. But I, you know, I, I'm enjoying the game. I don't know how long that'll last, but in this moment. Right here, right now. Yeah, it's got me. Uh, Good. Aloy's being a jerk. Uh and all the people around her are like, like God, f- it kind of sucks that you're being a jerk. And I'm like, yeah, people, you're right. I don't <laughs> like playing as this character. Um, but who knows? Maybe she'll get a comeuppance. We Probably can only won't. Hope. Um, but I am pre- exceedingly going west now. But it's so. forbidden there. It is. Uh, the map also. Here's a weird thing. I, want, I needed to talk about this a little bit. Have you ever played an open world game yes. where the <laughs> the map looks really big in the the in the map screen? But then when like you're but then when you're moving, it. it's it's actually not that big, or like you move through it quick enough that it's it doesn't seem like that bad. I could say like the Ezio sure. Assassin's Creed games were like that for me. Okay, they yeah, but they the weren't. They of, were very large. The scale of this map is too big for how it feels to move through the world. Yeah, uh, because it'll feel like I put a marker away that's too far, and it's like God, this feels like it's really far. And then when I go into the game and start traveling there, I'm there in like so quick a minute, the, and it's like. How many Why? how many zoom options are in the map menu? Oh, and I can zoom out all the way to very very close. There's not options. It's scaling. It's okay. So, so it's like a slider. Yes. Um maybe that could be part of it. Then. I don't dude, I I I would think that, but it's it's weird. I don't I don't get it. I don't know if they made So here's my theory. Um I think they made the map so big so it could fit all the icons of the animals in the areas. Oh, jeez. Because they tell you where the the dinosaurs are or the animals are so you can hunt them. Um, And those icons are not small. So they thought, let's make the map big. But it leads to this, like, perception that map too big for me. And really, I... Now I feel like a crazy man where I'm over here like map not too big. Map okay. <laughs> like and and the thing is a normal person would look at the game before jumping into it and be like no map way map too big. Way too big. And it looks huge. It 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 looks and it's daunting and there's too many icons. I'm I'm not saying that that's not a problem. But I, if you can ignore icons, which I can. Uh you know, 
just the game is easy to digest. Uh, on the on the topic of like icons in these kinds of games, I just watched a video the other day of a dude saying that he like because of accessibility and options and stuff, he took off like a bunch of icons and stuff when he was playing through some like recent Far Cries and like Horizon as well. Mm-hmm. You can do that. It, and he said it led him to a better experience because he wasn't just like straight just going from point a to point b with a specific goal in mind he it was almost like he it was emulating like the way we played elden ring where we just kind of set off in a direction and discovered stuff and like that led to a better experience for him and I'm, so i believe that is possible in video games yes when the world is designed to entice you to go through it with yeah. that way the problem is this isn't that I increasingly find with this game, although it has beautiful landscapes and beautiful interiors, there is not the design of that looks interesting. I need to go to it. Yeah. Or that looks like a cave. You don't know it's a cave till you're like at the entrance of the cave. Yeah. Um, which is a big problem. So you have to do the I'm following the line because. There's not enough signposting for me to look out in the distance and be like, I should probably explore that. Yeah. I wouldn't know if it was there unless the game had an icon for it for me. Um, so it, you know, that's, it's, it's like I said, if you can get past some of these small things, I think there's a good game here with an interesting story. And I'm, I'm now getting through some of it. So... Yeah. Nice. Also, shout out. Uh, we talked about Ezio for a second. Uh, you can buy him in Fortnite. Yeah. And I have. So, you know, if you want to play as Ezio in Fortnite. And the. You can. Uh, uh, the Viking character. Ivor. Ivor. Female Ivor. That was specifically. Avor, Ivor, whatever. No, it's definitely um, Ivor. My brain is mixing Aloy with. Nice. Ivor. <laughs> um. Yeah, both white women with braids, so that makes, <laughs> you know, <laughs> dreads whatever you want. Uh, it's not great. Um, all right, so you know we are. Have you played anything else, Seth, besides Wonderlands? We've played this a lot together. That was, yes, I, I have. Oh, okay. What did you play? Well, um, tell me. So, at some point, I don't remember when this happened, but a while back. I was on the eShop, um, and oh, I no. was like... I was actually just doing that the other night at work, because it yeah, had been a while I'll, since I I'll looked just at look everything. through what's there on the great yeah. deals to see, you know, if there's any random games that I'm willing to spend $5 on, and one, and maybe I'll play them one day. Um, and I saw this thing, this, like, uh, coming soon game, and... It had a really great icon with this, some great pixel art like spaceships. And I was looking at it, and it really, it kind of, uh, it, it, it sort of reminded me of like FTL, uh, but with like um, deck building. Uh, at least that's kind of the um, impression that I got. Uh, it, in, in the end, it, it, it seems to be a bit more like what Halcyon 6 is. But it's kind of, um, and the reason I thought it was like FTL be- is because the name of it was FTW, um, and the, 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 
that means for the warp, which, you know, is nonsense. And they clearly only called it that because they wanted to ape FTL's name. And it's also this reference to the for the win thing. It's a terrible name. Um, and But it is, uh, it's, it, it, it was just kind of, you know, this okay deck building game. Uh, you know, you have a spaceship with it with different decks of cards, and you have you know you know it's a it's a roguelike de- deck builder. You go through battles, uh, different nodes on a map, and you know you, you try to get cards up. You know it was fine. Um, but you know I played that for a bit, and it's like, hmm, I wish I w- I want to play something actually good. Uh, so for some reason this led me to go back and jump back into um star renegades which is the uh roguelike um rpg that came out in 2020 uh which i played a lot of when it first came out and i was kind of mixed on it because i just i don't think i ever really got the battle system um where I don't know if you guys remember this, but it's got it's got like a it calls itself a deterministic battle system where there's a there's a time bar at the top of the pay at the top of the screen, uh, and enemies declare their attacks and they show where on the time bar they're going to land. Um, uh, and if your characters attack them before they get off their attacks, um, you can critical hit them and also like move them farther down the time scale. And also, if you hit them enough times, you can completely push them off and push their attack to the next turn. Uh, it's really cool. Um, it it requires a lot of like setting up, like going through your characters and selecting moves, and then canceling all of them and and selecting new setups. Um, and it was just something that like. Um, I thought it was. It, I I found the concept of it cool when I first played it, but I never really figured out how to do it, and so I never got all that far in the game. Um, but after playing this FTW game, I was like, man, I want to play an actual good kind of roguelite game, and so I picked it back up, and I've been super immersed in it. Um, and it so, and I've I've gotten through. You know, I've I've fully beat beat it once on like normal mode. And then I've been playing it for... I've been trying to get it through on the next higher difficulty. Um, I somehow, like, just managed the first time that I played through to have, like, the perfect combination of loot luck and the perfectly synchronized party for what I was doing. It's been a struggle. Uh, the first time that I played it on the next highest difficulty, I, I also got that, but then lost at the very final boss. And so I've been playing through it again and, and having <laughs> been having some real tough times with, uh, party com character combinations and the different, uh, loot that I've been getting, but it's, it's fun. Um, I'm glad that I gave it, gave it a chance and, and hopped back into it because, um, the battle, battle system's really cool. And I mean, the, the, the sprite art is just it's it's out of this world. But yeah, that's what I've been playing. Sweet. Um Forest. Yes, uh I actually forgot uh, about like two weeks ago at this point, just because we've been so busy talking about like other games and stuff um on the show. 
Uh, I finally beat the Miles Morales Spider-Man game. Nice. Um, and my thoughts on it are almost the same as when I talked about it a few months ago. Um, overall, I think I like the game better, but after beating it, I hate the Tinkerer so much. I think that is one of the worst written antagonists I've ever seen in a video game. She is literally brain dead in the, like the last third of the game, like infuriatingly so. And so when she died at the end, I was very happy, which I don't normally oh, wish that's for. that's terrible. How dare yes. you? This is, this is awful. <laughs> yes, I know. I, I you... know that I should not, like, <laughs> I should not be feeling this way, but I do. So here's what I'm hoping for with uh, Insomniac's next Spider-Man game is that they take the more personal and really solid character writing that they had for the Peter Parker game, but infuse it with a better setting and more set dressing that has a little bit of more character to it um, that the Miles Morales game has. And if they can do that, then the package will be perfect. I mean, it's been a minute since I've played that Miles Morales (laughs) game, but... Yeah, it's sort of baffling me that you are saying this a bit, it's, but it's fine. Uh, I it, it, it I ha- haven't played it soon enough to argue with you, but whew. he here's here's where there was one specific scene that it started stemming from, and it is where Miles revealed to the Tinkerer uh, that he is the new Spider Man, and this entire time, like Tinkerer. That is was his childhood friend Finn, and like she gets mad at him that he didn't tell her sooner that he was Spider Man, but it's such a double standard because she never told him that she was the Tinkerer at all. That she's literally leading a terrorist organization, essentially. Which I mean, yeah. Well, why would you tell someone that? It, yeah. it, yes, but like she's. I don't think it's a double standard. When it you're is a, a double standard. She's a bad guy. She's she's mad at Miles because she doesn't see herself as a bad guy. She's fighting the corporation, which like you know, I get, bro, but it's coming at the cost of literally the people of Harlem, and that little part of New York. You know, right? There's shame in that. There, versus. Sure, but she she doesn't feel shame for it. She is driven w- with her goal to take down the Roxxon Corporation, which, again, I get, but it's the double standard that she's upset with Miles for, quote, unquote, lying to her, but then having no self-awareness that she literally did the same thing to Miles. And then there's a scene later where it is revealed that Miles' uncle Aaron, the Prowler, um like you know typical prowler thing yes uh got a situation set up where both finn and miles fortnite huh yes yes it's gonna be so cool um he orchestrated a situation where finn and miles got captured miles was not was not supposed to be captured as part of this deal but uh roxon corporation of course betrayed him because they suck but and both finn and miles hear this conversation and Aaron is saying to Troy Baker's character, who's the head of Roxxon, that, like, hey, the boy was not part of this deal. Like, leave him alone. And the 
the corporation leader dude is like, no, you're dumb, stupid, get out of here. I'm taking the kids. And Finn hears this and literally says to Miles, I can't believe you lied to me again. You set me up. It was a trap. Even though she literally just heard Aaron say, like, Miles was not a part of this. Like, it, it's just her her character degraded so quickly over the course of two scenes that by the time the end of the game happened, I was so glad to be done with her. Hmm. Uh, okay. Think, first of all, Forrest, people in the real world don't have the kind of self awareness that you are requesting from these fictional characters sure that but this this is a fictional world with like there's supposed to be thought and intention put behind writing you know right and maybe there is the thought that if you want this person to act like a normal person that this would be a normal thing for a teenage girl to do would be to get mad at her friend for doing something that she is also doing to that friend. I think, I just think it's really bad writing. But is that not a, that not a thing that teenagers do? Like it is legitimately a thing that teenagers do. Sure. But but there are better written like kids, but I've seen better instances of, you know, kid and teenage characters doing stupid things and being hypocritical that like make more sense to me than this. You're getting more mad about this and I, caught up I on think, it. I think that and goes you to show how are bad an apologist it is. for Titans. And oh, I, I, no, I'm not that anymore. But the show still, is schlock through and through. But, I could not make it through season three. <laughs> but like this, I they're written I bad feel there like too. You, you've I don't know. I don't. I don't think it is hypocritical. Um... I, I because I I mean I I think they they both have would have different mindsets, um, uh, and they they're just like you said they're looking at the the picture from different. Um, I could see why. Uh, her character would be mad. That's that. I mean I mean she's. It's. I think it's very complex for her to hear that Miles is Spider Man because you know it's a secret that. A close friend has kept from her, and also it turns out that um, he's been fighting her the the whole time. And also, why wouldn't you tell me? Like, if I knew you were had these powers, you could have helped me do these things. I think she has, you know, she's a a mess of emotion in in those moments. And I think the other thing is that she's not. She thinks that Miles set like hearing that conversation with with the Prowler does would not does not necessarily preclude Miles from having set her up to be captured. Uh, but like Roxanne just decided to also capture Miles. But there are like specific like por- portions of that conversation that literally do like exonerate Miles. Like he's free of any charge that could be placed against him because like the specifics of the conversation. And she still looks at him and says, you lied to me again. I think you're expecting people that when people frequently act irrational to 
act rational in these crazy circumstances. I'm expecting consistency between the previous Spider-Man game with its writing. That Spider-Man game was about adults. These are teenagers, Forrest. But it's still, like, I... I, it is, I don't think I don't think that means you can just throw writing quality out the window. Yeah, but it also sucks when you write teenagers as if they're like twenty five year old adults right, can, that have things like, to get. They are going into make, college, like they are old sense. enough to at least have some sense of rationality. Yeah, but they also have major trauma that have just, has happened to them very recently. Yeah, this. Like, his dad has just died. Uh, she had... God, I cannot remember. It was her brother. Ago. Right. Like, these... I mean, I I understand your gripe, but I also think that you're holding at least two... At, at least, once again, I haven't played it, but I still regard it. I thought that that game was really well written and... Well handled. I think a lot of it is, except for her. Like, once that last third of the game hits, like, every scene that she ended up being in, I just wanted it to be over. Hmm. It didn't hit with me that way. So I'm sorry it did with you. (laughs) I'm sorry if I've gotten heated. (laughs) No, I... (laughs) The I good just, thing like, is, I I, I don't know, normally if get we go this by the rules, if we go by the rules of this podcast, as as have been you know well established in in other <laughs> in other things, if we have <laughs> three uh, d- three opinions, whichever one the majority <laughs> rules, it uh, automatically becomes all of our opinion. Yeah, <laughs> and I want so to therefore know if, therefore if Forrest, you liked the game, you just, you, you loved the Tinkerer. <laughs> Uh, and we all agree yeah. on it. If Andrea is consensus. listening, we if Andrea is listening, we rail people when they have bad opinions sometimes, even when it's not you. And it's then this it's Forrest. Yeah. It has God, but I sometimes you you don't usually say stuff that's this off. I, I know. For me. And Th- I, that that is how serious of a thing it, I think. I think this it is. means you should reevaluate what you're saying. That's what <laughs> I would just like a little bit of support, fellas. I, you don't even have to agree. I don't, I don't see it. I don't. I don't. Seth, have you have you played the game at all? Yeah, he beat Miles it. Morales? Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I just I just wanted I to make there, sure we were I all. I think there at were definitely the there were definitely page. times that it was like, huh, uh, her her reasoning. But I think also there's a point where she's just like she has chosen a path, and is is proceeding down that path. Uh, despite even even in the face of well this this doesn't really make sense for your character but okay yeah yeah i think that a lot of villains hit that though they they know that this is their path they you know even though it would seem like a logical choice where they could change their mind they're too far they're too far gone too far gone yeah and i you know at any point it seems like to to her even though she feels like she may have decided to trust Miles, it still is a, you know, everything is going to be seen as a betrayal. It, that's a tried and true like comic trope where it's like you betrayed me. It's like I didn't really do that, but that's how you're gonna see it. You know what I mean? Like yeah. That's. I feel like that's a thing that, 
It's also it could also be like uh, a defense mechanism. Like I need to see this as you betraying me in order, right? To for continue me to continue doing to continue and rationalizing doing. my yeah. actions. I don't, I don't know. know. I can. <laughs> I'm not going to say that I I can understand why you came to this opinion, but I do. I I I do say that I understand that you have the opinion. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks. And I allow you to have it. Yeah. You're you're allowed to have it. That cool. doesn't mean I have to understand. <laughs> I mean, I well, look, some opinions on this podcast you're not allowed to have. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. But of course, this is not one of those. You can have it. Yeah. Um. All right. Well, with that, we <laughs> are I mean, going. It's, to... it's also not a. It's also not a huge deal because. Uh, it's a tinkerer we're talking about. This isn't like. Yeah. yeah. It's not like you're saying Doc Ock from the nope. first one was poorly written. No, in which case, wonderful. you would not be allowed to have that opinion. And you yeah, would be exactly. Kicked out of America. <laughs> yeah. Oh wow, I'd be yeah, I'd be America exiled. Entirely, yeah. yeah, you could still a be man on the with podcast, no land. <laughs> um, yeah. All right. So with that, uh, we'll be back after the break with the news. Hi, Big Joe here, and I'm here to tell you to check out Suplex the Sticks on all social media platforms at at Suplex the Sticks. Links for the socials and the invite to our Discord are in the show notes below. Subscribe and review the show on your favorite podcatcher, and while you're at it, let your friends know about the podcast. It's the best way to help us grow our community. And with that, back to the show. And we're back. All right, now that we've all breathed and uh you know relaxed we, we yelled from, at for some more we we yelled at for some we more really we really tore into me uh, yeah. yeah yeah ripped me apart even uh, yeah it got real personal <laughs> during the uh, break <laughs> uh, my arms are now detached from my torso yeah uh you know it's worth it um <laughs> we we're going to get into some news and then we will let you know when we're going to hit Sonic spoilers, and then if you don't want to know about that movie, uh, you can turn off the show. Because uh, personally, I, mean, we'll I don't think it's I don't think it's that serious that we need a spoiler warning. But hey, we'll go with it. I mean, you know, people like to go in and be surprised. So, um, let's spoiler see. alert: There's no Metal Sonic. Oh yeah. There is no Metal Sonic. So true. Um, Bandai Namco is working on a remaster with Nintendo of a unofficial, un- unannounced game. Uh, reportedly. Reportedly. Uh, and some people on Twitter have been speculating that it is going to be Kid Icarus Uprising. Which, God, I hope so. <laughs> it's just re-release that game as a twin stick shooter uh even even if it has motion controls uh because that game was great but also very painful to play on the 3ds uh for you maybe i i had to do a lot of controller reconfiguration to play that game at any semblance of enjoy like enjoyment Man. And it had a... Go, go ahead, Seth. I was going to say that y'all are dumb. Oh, being a Look, lefty... I didn't, I didn't have to change doesn't... the controls at all. 
and I crushed that game. I, I like that game a lot. Forrest is a lefty. Yeah, I, I had to do true. some major retrofitting for it. That game is almost impossible for a lefty. Yeah. Um, you have to have that uh, extra stick that they made. <laughs> yeah, that weird peripheral. Um, the I do hope it is that, and I hope they keep the multiplayer intact because the multiplayer was really fun. Oh, yeah. It was really good. And I liked it. Yes. Um, but of course, it could be any. Uh, all we know is that uh, this, it's a project that has been. Then this is all according to like recruitment page on Bandai Namco's website, right? Uh, where there are uh, openings for a 3D action game designer uh, for a project that has been commissioned by Nintendo, and there are also. Roles for a 3D background artist and a role that involves importing an HD remastering of pre-existing 3D visuals. So we don't. Uh, I think that I think the connection was like that is that Sakurai has a connection with Bandai Namco, has worked mm-hmm. with them a lot, and so mm-hmm. there's um, you can directly link uh, whatever that game is to them. And that's it. Kid so Icarus. it's verified. It's no other. It could be no other thing. Well, if it I forgot what the Sakurai connection, it could also be Kirby Air Ride. No, no, no. What if it was like Star Fox Adventures or something oh stupid? <laughs> I never played that game, but it I always not, wanted wasn't to. It wasn't bad. No, I always wanted to play it. Yeah. It was, it was a perfectly good Zelda-like game. Yeah, I was about it to was say. It was just weird that you were Fox. Yeah. I mean, there's a uh, there's like a there's an untold amount of games that it could be, but I think the internet does seem to think it's Kid Icarus, and we know the internet is never wrong. That's right. We're still gonna get that Metroid Prime trilogy collection. Yep. Still and gonna get still, that Mother Three North American release, baby. Yep. And, and Q is still out there. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, also, Bug Snacks and Big Snacks free DLC are going to be on Switch and Xbox April 28th, uh, specifically on Xbox Game Pass. Uh, and also the DLC is going to be releasing on PS5. It's just that the main game is going to be on Switch and Xbox on the 28th. Uh, go play Bug Snacks. I talked about it at length Uh a couple months ago, or if not a year ago, good lord, how long time? It's um, been a bit. But uh, yeah, bunger, 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 and go take pictures of <laughs> weird little food creatures <laughs> and enjoy it because it's great. Uh, gosh, what a game. Uh, very excited to play the Big Snacks DLC. Uh, I will continue it off of my PS5 save. Only because hearing the creatures talk through the PlayStation 5 controller was always enjoyable. And, man, that game is so good. Um, please, if you play Bug Snacks because it's on another console uh, or it's free, which it's going to be on Game Pass, so I hope that more people play it. Uh, talk about it in the Discord, because as far as I know, out of all of my friends, besides my one friend, Brandon, uh, I think that we're the only two people that have played that game. Uh, wait, Chris. Chris has also played it. Uh, so Bugsnax is freaking great. Um, 
And now, the big news. I woke up Sunday morning and screamed. Scared my wife half to death. Same. And then you, uh, and then you found out that the... there was a Kingdom Hearts trailer? <laughs> no. <laughs> yeah, it's... and then you found out. You were just uh, waking up screaming. I, yeah. <laughs> uh, I opened up Twitter, and all I saw was the title card of Kingdom Hearts 4, and I started yelling a lot of obscenities. And positive ones, though. Yeah, 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 in a positive way. <laughs> um, and I couldn't believe it. And then I watched the trailer, and I still... Couldn't believe it. <laughs> couldn't really fathom it, even though I just watched an eight-minute trailer. Uh, for it's, it was, The eight-minute trailer was for two games. Um, but... Three games, really. Yeah. Um, but yeah, the so Sunday was the big 20th anniversary event stream in Japan for Kingdom Hearts. And they revealed two new video games, uh, Kingdom Hearts Missing Link, which is going to be a mobile game that's sort of like... a. Pokemon Go-esque navigation game where you fight things. Uh, it appears like it to have probably like... also have some kind of gotcha mechanic. Yeah. Unfortunately. Because there, there are these weird trophies that pop up when the characters use attacks and they're all different. Yeah, like spells and stuff. Yeah. I mean, that looks cool, so I, I'm here. Yeah, I'll give it a shot. Uh, yeah, I think it looks dope. Yeah, especially with, like, my iPad. Like, I would much rather play that on that than, like, my phone, you know? Yeah. How are you going to play that on your iPad? you got to walk around. I sit... You walk around with an iPad. People do it all the time. Well, mm, okay, that's fair. I, I thought... I think I read somewhere that there, like, will be an option for it that you maybe don't have to do the walking thing. If that is the case, then uh, I can okay, play okay. that at work and yeah, be yeah. set. Yeah, it'll be awesome. And, um... Man, uh, I'm interested, and I the, there's a closed beta test for iOS and Android in this certain year. regions. Yeah. In certain regions, um, which if you are like me and you care about weird things, Disney, the Disney Mirrorverse game, which you may have seen the action figures out there in stores for for the past year, has only been in the Philippines. Uh, really? <laughs> and is now finally coming out in America in June. Uh, but for like the last year, it's been out in the Philippines. That's crazy. Uh, yeah, very strange. Actually, uh, um, that's, a, I think, a common occurrence amongst these types of things. Like there's a Devil May Cry mobile game, like a full-on action, like proper DMC game that's only in China right now, I think. And then there was like a Mega Man one that was only in Taiwan for a little bit hmm. that just got put out over here crazy yeah um so yeah hopefully america is one of those regions i doubt it with the way these tests go but fingers crossed keyblades crossed and yeah um <laughs> and then well and for, then we, we should also talk about this banging remix of dearly beloved that was playing during the missing link mm, it, was, it was awesome it was a great remix. Yeah, I would. Re- I really want to get want to find that isolated somewhere so I could listen to it because it was. Ooh, I was jamming, boy. <laughs> it was so good. 
Oh, also, sh- shouts out to Dark Road for mildly piquing my interest enough again, but not enough for me to actually play the game. Yeah, that's why you just like watch the cutscenes online or something, like I've done oh, with even do Cross that. for like how many years I'll wait, now? I'll, I'll wait for an explainer. Yeah, I'll wait them. I'll wait for them to do another back cover movie. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah um we'll get to that in a Ooh, second boy. uh so then um they and uh, they have this trailer that begins and it says the lost master arc uh and sev of you can you remember the trailer well enough to to walk us through it i cannot um <laughs> Well, that's fine. Pull it up. I uh, so, but I will just say that I somehow I didn't see, like I didn't see any of the news before I watched the whole like the eight minute video, um, and so I was watching this trailer, um, and the, this thing that the Lost Master arc comes up, and you know I was just um, I was like, oh, they're gonna give us another uh you know cutscene that has that makes no sense um but and so i like going at, even when it started i was not expecting it to be the actual announcement of the game and then include what seemed to be yeah. gameplay um so uh yeah it starts with the uh the lost master arc and then we have um as we all know from the end of kingdom hearts 3 uh sora died i mean that's it um <laughs> what was it boy did he to... <laughs> it opens with the forest um what the yeah, trailer like, uh, yeah these beautiful shots of the forest well first first we have interior shots of a building in uh this city and then and then we get some you know there's some swirling darkness and there's some voiceover going on, and I, for some reason, can't get the voice o- the the closed captioning to pop up, so I can't tell you what's going on. Um, hold on what's the What's the quote here. though yeah, that it I does gotta, though? Because so the, you mentioned it at the beginning of the episode that you wanted to oh my gosh, point this out specifically, and you're like, you can't do this, Namora. God, it made me so mad. I, let me. I'm I'm watching it right now. I will. Uh, if this, is, <laughs> where was that stupid thing? So there's a guy talking about leaving to another world. Blah 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 blah. Oh wait, here's it. Oh this, yeah, you gotta name? leave to see. another world. The heart resides within the soul, which in turn is guided by fate to its rightful place. Oh my gosh, you can't. Amen. You can't Amen, say this. brother. You can. You can. You cannot. When the concept of hearts is so nebulous in this world, you can't <laughs> then just say this. Yeah, you can't so classify it in relation to something that it has already like been proven in the series to just be that one thing. Like they're like a heart and a soul are not two separate uh, entities in Kingdom Hearts. Like <laughs> hearts are all I encompassing just, in every single way. Oh boy, it's just I don't I don't appreciate it 
something more. Uh, <laughs> then we get yeah, we get a big shot of a forest. Then we get a shot of the chessboard, uh, or not chess, but whatever the game is. And then crap, what we keeps... some hearts chess. Yeah, when are we getting that game? I can't believe they didn't announce that. Uh, come on, no. I mean, more you on. can buy it's like a three hundred dollar set off of the Square Enix store. You can buy it. Um, it's just very, very expensive. No, but I want to play the actual game that they play. Yeah. Oh yeah. With Anyways, all the rules we got, and whatnot. We got we 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 cut to a shot of a spiky-haired boy laying on a couch, and oh my gosh, it's Sora! But wait a minute, he looks like a stupid human, like a realistic <laughs> he, person. He looks like a modern Final Fantasy character. And his shoes are off, and his feet are showing. I can't believe also, they made weirdly, my boy the... be so lewd. <laughs> you can't just show your feet, you Sora. Just, yeah, that's disgusting. And he, uh, he walks out onto this balcony, and we hear we have this huge city called Quadratum. Uh, I mean, it's totally... which how how was the it were it revealed that that's that it was called Quadratum. Before it was in uh, Melody of Memory and maybe Remind, yeah, yeah uh, I think, right. I, think, I, I think so. it was mainly Melody of Memory, though. Yeah, so we Seth definitely is, know the name, but I don't remember what from Seth is also underselling that Sora talks to a girl <laughs> that's Strelitzia, which is from. Union Cross and was Union Cross Marlouche canonically like, murdered and dead. <laughs> so another dead girl is in this land with him. Yeah, this is obviously a weird land of the dead. I mean, she literally well, says it's kind she, of like an afterworld. Yeah, she, she does kind murdered. of say that. Yes, what, what that. <laughs> she was. Yeah, she was murdered. That's one thing I do remember about that weird lore. And. Uh, like, Ventus was one of the prime suspects. Part of, yeah, part of Marluxia's whole thing is that Strelitzia was murdered. Uh, I don't know. Yeah. Uh, I, I do. I do. It. We're telling you. I can't you. speak on it. <laughs> uh, it uh, said it specifically also, in Sora's the presser. Been we were... apparently sleeping on this couch for seven days. Uh, um, but I think it's important that uh, she says that it's the quadratum is like a world full of life, but for them, for those two specifically, it's similar to an afterworld. So people are like, I've been seeing people talking about how it's the afterworld and all these people are dead, but I don't think so. Oh yeah, I, I don't. Just I don't it think that's for it that at all. because both of them died and then showed up in this world. Yeah, which like, is like I think it's just a regular world for like the right. people that were already there. Yeah, they're Certain not all people dead. End up there. I'm I'm so curious to see what Yazora's deal is in relation yeah, I was, to. He was not. I, there was this one part where, in the trailer where they pan up to a building, and I thought for sure he was going to be. Sora gets in, into a fight with the big. Um, what is that heartless called that you always the fight? Dark at the side. Beginning? Yeah, he gets into a fight with a crazy looking dark side. It looks um, so cool too. And you know, this is we should we see actual. Well, I don't want to say actual gameplay. We see what looks like gameplay. Of course, Kingdom Hearts 3's reveal had something that was looked like gameplay, but then it didn't. Nothing like that was that resembled that was in the final game. 
So um, this was apparently it was at least uh it's in engine. Like oh, they that doesn't really mean um, it's it, and it was an Unreal Engine four, even though right. the game it's is gonna a, be done in five. Yeah, so it, it probably wasn't gameplay. I mean it, they do a convincing job of it. Um Oh for sure. But it does kind of look a bit it has that look of being a cut like of being sort of pre-rendered rather than actually uh, happening in real time. Yeah. But it's got Sora using a keyblade chain as a grappling hook, which is cool. It looks so cool. Yeah, yeah that was nuts. Also, Sora I... has mad bedhead. <laughs> His hair is new. New hair. Yep. <laughs> Boys, new hair dropped for Sora. New hair, normal feet, normal <laughs> shoes. Shoes, yeah. Um, the shoes are cool. New art style for our boy. He's got a glow up. I I think it'll only be for Quadratum. It will be. I no, yeah. I think no, that's what Nomura said. That Nomura the, said the reason that the the Donald and Goofy scene are in there is to. to let people that, know like that the, the art style is his shoes staying. are coming back those, <laughs> the, those big shoes are just in the distance <laughs> uh, and uh, oh. I think uh, people you... have figured out that that voice actor is that uh, uh, is Hades yes the, well the, I thought that was completely I, obvious because it yeah, was I blue d- flame <laughs> and then it turned into red flame and, the, I, and also I, even he's the, the Japanese only character voice... that does that the Japanese voice even just sounds like Hades. I thought so. I just wanted to make sure <laughs> that I, I'm pretty sure Nomura did say it was Hades. So I wanted to... Seth didn't also, believe it was Trelitzius, so okay, we... I still don't. I, have to... <laughs> I still don't. I think... I mean, it could be, but I'm not, you know... <laughs> oh, my I'm not, God. I'm not ready to say it is. Um, also, the logo has a new font, and it kind of sucks. Yeah, yeah it's, it's, a lot, it's more it generic. It feels a lot less playful. Uh, and it certainly is. Um, apparently, Nomura has said that internally they are they are calling this game Virum Rex, which is... Yeah, he, wa- yes. he, he wanted to call it that. Yeah. yeah but they told is, him no. I think it's, He's like, I fine, would, we can do It would have been Hearts a forward. terrible idea. Um, it should just be Kingdom Hearts versus 13. This by all means, Nomura is going to make that game, whether you want it and or not. And, and we talked we talked about this back with like Kingdom Hearts 3 and Reminded stuff. Yeah. Kingdom Hearts 4 is going to be the culmination of at least like, you know, the Kingdom Hearts stuff and the failed um outcome of Versus 13 being retrofitted yep. into Kingdom Hearts. Yeah, we called it two years ago, three even. Yeah. I don't remember oh. now. And I the the only question is how much of what showed up in that Virum Rex in game trailer show is ends up in the game because we know Yazor right. is going to be here. Oh yeah, uh, and how I and I wonder how much because I don't think that they can I don't think they could cleanly graph that story onto this one. So we'll see. Oh no. Whatever there was of that story, yeah. Um, yeah. I I want to note that 
it's it's just beautiful that this is happening. I'm so happy. Yeah. That, I mean, I know that we're probably gonna have to wait like four plus years for this to come out, but I to think, know it's happening is I, great. I think it'll be sooner um, than that, just because like also that's optimistic. But it, I, I'm here I, for I, it. I I think it'll be three years tops. Um, not to say that I'm not worried about it taking longer, but like what we know of Unreal Engine 5 is that it is it just sounds like a more developer friendly version of Unreal Engine 4. So like they kind of already have a lot of that groundwork and ideas like set. Like it's just a matter of just developing now and making the game and hopefully like fun, like the 7 remake 2 doesn't like Hopefully these things can be developed by side, side by side without crossing over with each other and messing up each other's development and release schedules. Yeah. Um, so I guess the the one thing we have to, to talk about is what worlds do we think are going to be in this daggum thing? Well, uh, I can say it appears that uh during the forest section of the trailer there seems to be a a metal a metal object of some sort which looks almost exactly like the foot of a uh, was it the AT ATST from Star Wars. Star Wars um and so people uh, myself included are thinking that it is from the forest moon of Endor. Yes, sir. Uh, Return of the Jedi. Personally, I'm going to be like Frieza in that meme and just say I'm going to ignore that because, <laughs> you know, I, 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 I can't, my brain, I can't have that idea in my brain. It's because then um, it'll let you down. And I also, yeah. honestly, I also don't know that it's a great idea to put in this game but i i would um, agree like i especially when three was coming out like i was really worried that like star wars and like marvel stuff were going to be thrown into kingdom hearts and i just i'm not i'm not sold on the prospect of it yet uh if they do it in this game hopefully they sell me on it but currently I'm not excited about the idea. Yeah, I think there's. A, I think it's super easy to mess up. Yeah, yeah. I. I mean, I think it's super easy to mess up. But then again, I also didn't think that we would get dope hardcore Woody from a Toy Story world, and <laughs> that's what we end up getting. That's, so that's I'm, fair. I'm here for whatever they give me. I. I don't know if it'll be good, but it. it it'll have value of some sort. Um, mm. Which I, you know, I guess some people would rather it just be good. And I, you know, I'm here for whatever. I do like the prospect of infinitely comboing Pimper, Emperor Palpatine yeah. into oblivion. Uh-huh. Uh, yeah. And Donald having to explain to Doctor Strange how he used one of the most powerful <laughs> spells in existence. Yeah. Uh, with, <laughs> with, would be sort of yeah. Weird. Again, these are things I don't want to think of. <laughs> yeah, okay. I just don't want. I don't want to picture these happening in the game. Uh, okay. Because, like I said, I don't. My brain, I just, I can't have that in, that knowledge. 
I need my, I need Treasure Planet or Atlantis. Okay, neither and of those or are happening. Atlantis. Just understand I, that. I, I know. Um, you don't have to. Cool you don't have holes. to harsh my vibe, Seth. I mean, they would. They would. They would be awesome pulls, I think. But I, I think we're we're too far. Um, so I think an easy. Uh, obviously, we're going. I think Frozen Two is an easy bet. Yeah. I think mm. Moana is an easy bet. Yeah. Moana would definitely replace uh the Pirates of the Caribbean stuff yeah. in in regards to probably like an o- like a big open ocean setting like that, you know. But uh something with a little more heart, you know. I mean, at, Which I Moana think Pirates is still possible. I don't think they should do it. I don't think they should either. I I think the Pirates worlds have always been the weakest part of the games that they've appeared in. I'm well, I to... I enjoyed the the ship combat. Yeah, the um, ship combat was for great. what it was. Yeah, well, I, I don't like. I, I think the, the actual 4. story of it was pretty weak. <laughs> um, let's see what else. I, so I, wonder... I, my buddy asked me yes the other day. Uh, Chris asked me, uh, what three worlds I would want, possibly, and I said, Princess and the Frog. Oh, please. Robin Hood. Yeah. And Coco. Yes. Yeah, I think Coco would be fantastic. Coco would be freaking awesome, dude. Yeah. Uh, Coco and Moana have those replace uh, the Halloween Town and the Caribbean. You know? Like, we don't need... He said he he would like Wally and Frankenweenie. Because he really Wally likes be, Frank and Weenie. Wally would, would be Frank and Weenie's a Disney movie? It is a Disney movie. Huh. Like retroactively or like originally? Originally released? a Disney movie. Oh, heck. Yeah. Nice. Go ahead, would, Seth, about Wally. Sorry. Uh, Wally would be interesting. Um, I don't know. Though. I think I we should wonder, bring I back. I just wonder where it would happen. I think we be. should bring back something with Stitch, like having a world. That would be cool. Mm-hmm. Um, I think I think it can't all be. At least I hope it's not all three D and live action stuff. And and yeah. you know what? We gotta have Midgar the... after that sick <laughs> render of Sora from Final Fantasy yes. VII from the anniversary. Yes, uh, he's got to go to Midgar. And no, so we'll have a third happen. iteration of Midgar. Did you say that no, can't no, happen? No, that cannot happen. No. <laughs> I refuse to allow because it. then because then seven remake two comes out. But oh, wait, but, but but also that it isn't that world canonically destroyed in, in yeah the it Kingdom is universe. It is. Oh yeah, dang! Yeah. yeah, they lost their world. Heck. Yep. Good job, Seth. You. Uh, yeah. I want the return of the world that the, never was. Bringing the lore smarts. The world that never was. I I want the return of it. I think that sure. place is the coolest Kingdom Hearts has ever looked. Um, I don't think we will get it because the organization is gone. Yep. But dang, and it'd be we nice. also probably won't get Twilight Town. I mean, we could. I'm I'm okay with that just because of how they didn't include the clock tower in three, and I'm really yeah, soured on them doing anything with Twilight Town will, now. I think Quadratum will probably take the place of like those original give me a clock uh, tower and quadratum to hang out with my friends on top of yeah absolutely 
Yeah. I'm excited to see what Luxord is up to. Yeah. Dealing Gosh. with Cause it is being where he's a schemer. From. Being a schemer. Gosh, I don't want to... My brain is not prepared to... Let, to Lorecraft? To, yeah. to the, unlock... <laughs> Unlock all of this knowledge once again and have it slowly flow back into my brain. Yeah. I am. I bought the story so far thing. So I've got all the games. All of I'm them. ready. Yeah. I'm swimming. I I may play through those uh, a little bit oh, over yeah. this year. I've really been wanting to replay three for a while now. So mm. who knows what I'll do. I'll as far as the... Um, at least the play, replay date. through one until Tarzan. Yeah. <laughs> oh, gosh. As far as the release date, I actually... I didn't think that we would get this announcement this early, so I think it's probably... I, I mean, we can all look at what happened with Kingdom Hearts 3 and how long it took. Um, A lot I of that did have to do with the engine switch, though. Yeah, but I, I don't think that the wait is going to be this insane amount from now. Um, I think it was about seven years between three's <sighs> announcement and release. Yeah. I, we but will I, I think, I think maybe, uh, I, I put it at like probably two years max. Yeah. yeah they got a, the thing is, I, I was talking to someone about this the other day. Uh, genuinely at this point, they are, trying to shove Kingdom Hearts stuff out the door now because 3 sold so well yeah. that hotcakes do they i think they were like oh god people actually do like this which <laughs> i mean duh yeah I, you know but like i think that they you know sort of didn't see the value maybe understand I don't know. the scope yeah i don't know of the um, of the consumer base so yeah, pump it out. Get Sora out in front of the people. Get him back or, in Disneyland. Better. Get Kyrie out in front of the people. Let us play as Kyrie. She eh. needs something. It's not I, gonna happen. Give I me will... a Kyrie and Aqua side game. Oh, I need it up. I will. Uh, vo- I will champion for Kyrie once she is actually a character. You, oh, that's true. Well, you have to make her a character somehow. May Nomura, as well give her a game. Nomura's not Right, but I'm just saying I can't be excited for and because she's nothing. Like it's and it's not I'm not saying it's 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 not good that she's nothing, but she's just there's I don't think there's anything exciting about her because she doesn't actually do anything. Right. And she has not she has no character. So how am I supposed to be excited? I would much you know, I would rather like a an aqua game, sure. Um, freaking! I'd rather Axel have like did? a, a nominate yes, game before that. Honestly, look, and I would and I would throw everyone out to get a Shion game. I would get rid of every oh. other, every I other would, female would, character in the game. I would kill off every kill character off. except for Aqua to get yeah, a yeah. Shion game. Nah, Aqua's out of here. That's Priorities, man. <laughs> Though Aqua is Bay, well, we can all agree on that. Always and forever. I don't disagree with this. Especially when she was Norded that one time. <laughs> Ooh. 
Remember when we all were Norded? Everyone's yep. been Norded. Yeah. I, you know, I'm just so excited. Kingdom Hearts is back in the main <laughs> conversation of the world. Uh, and people got to hear how dope Donald and Goofy sounded in Japanese, which was awesome, too. Uh, their Japanese voices are great. Um, and I mean, this they, trailer they was... legitimately just sound like right. their normal right. voices. It's crazy. Yeah. Um, and, you know, I, I just love that, you know, we see our boy thriving. Sora is running. I said in the chat on Discord, you know, uh, I basically was the meme of the guy that's like, there's a lot of pain out there in the world, but in here, Sora's alive. He has his Keyblade, and right now I'm okay. Yeah. Like, right. Everything's like, right in the world. Yeah. Right now, I see what I see in front of me is okay. Uh, and, you know, we'll see what happens. I, you know, it's, it'll be something. And that's kind of the best thing is. Do you, so I got a question. Do you guys think that this next saga for Kingdom Hearts should be as long and convoluted as the Dark Seeker saga was? Like, do you think it should no. be spread? Ac- yeah, ex- essentially yes. No. But like, what's your like, ideal really? length? Yes. Like I don't, <laughs> I don't think it should. But but will I consume every piece of it? Absolutely. Yeah. Like, look, I, what I think no. it should be is two games that have like a. You know, confined storyline, and then a million spinoffs that make everything really strange. That's fair. I I genuinely think Kingdom Hearts could benefit from a lot of, like, genuine side projects, especially to develop characters that have kind of been getting shafted over the past yeah. few years. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. They got mm-hmm. and they got plenty of good characters to let us play yeah. as. The roster's there. I hope they yeah. do it. I hope they do it. We'll see. Don't don't trust that they will, but we'll see. <laughs> yeah, I know. I know. Um, <laughs> Though on the other worry. hand, I kind of easy. like, you know, outside of Riku, like everyone, all of the other characters, they're just they're they're fine now. They're able to just live their lives. Yeah, they're they're kind, kind of blank of slates just, for storytelling right now. Well, but even but also they're just like. To have them big stories would mean that they have to enter into conflict. And just like, have yeah. They, have yeah. And for some of them, conflict? I don't want them to have more conflict. Can't they deserve freaking, happiness and peace. Uh, can't Sora and uh, can't Roxas <laughs> and Axel and Shion just live normal Sit on the clock and tower friends? and have ice cream again. And, 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 and also the other guy. Uh, what's his name? Isa. Zex- He'll be Zexia. there too. Ianzo. No. That's the scientist. Isa. Isa. His name Isa. is Isa. Yeah. I think I think that we will if we see them, it'll be in cutscenes as like visiting their friends, but I don't think they're gonna be part of the story. I think it's gonna be a sore Well, I think they actually absolutely will be brought into the story some in some weird way. Yeah, I guess. I guess they they're gonna have to. I kind of want Riku to take a back seat in favor of Yuzora. At least for I like the Yuzora first will half be the of antagonist. Ridiculous. Yeah, I think Yuzora will be the Riku-like antagonist for most of the game. Mm. I don't know if I want him to be an antagonist. I know that you don't want him to be, but I'm telling you what he's going to be. I, th- I don't know if that's what he's going to be. 
I think you can make a model a wild card. You know, like no, not Sora already has the either. wild card. He Luxor is. gave it to him. <laughs> God. <laughs> Don't you oh, remember? I I, about that. Yes. <laughs> he has oh, no. the card. Oh my We don't know what it does. I, and we don't know what it means. I wanted to walk out right there. <laughs> I, I don't think I don't think Gizora will strictly be an antagonist. But I also don't know what he's gonna do because again, we don't know how much of the versus thirteen story is going to be incorporated <laughs> into this. And how what, the, what if the be. versus thirteen story like kind of already happened? And we're just going to see the uh, aftermath of it on yeah, Yazora. Okay. That will be... <laughs> so we kind of don't have to worry way about to it, it, you know? Yeah. Man. Oh, that would be funny. Can't wait. Can't wait to see how Nomura finds a way to f- fold more of his failed experiments into this franchise. Mm, Kingdom Hearts now is a give us the bouncer, baby. We want those <laughs> bouncer characters at a, cl- at a club in Quadratum. Yeah. I never played that game. You never will. No one did. Didn't it come out? Yeah, yes. like but 20, no one played it. 21 or 22 years ago, give or take. Yeah, I'm sure someone has a copy. I think I've seen one around here uh, at Bearded, I think. Yeah, probably. <laughs> um, all right, so that's Kingdom Hearts 4. We're excited for it. Uh, that's whenever it. That it comes discussion out. Yeah, that's it. was Kingdom well, Hearts 4. I'm sure that we'll, you know, there will be more little drops here and there, and, you know, we will talk about them. In length. Uh, at yeah, length. we're legally obligated to. Yeah. Yeah. Um, True. So now, at this point, uh, from here on out, we're going to be talking about Sonic 2. Yeah, uh, so everybody leave. The movie. So... This conversation is mainly for us. Yes. (laughs) If you want to hear it, you can. But Sonic 2 was freaking great. This is the movie. Like, I I was so happy leaving this movie. Yeah, it was absolutely a blast. I, I think Sonic 2 had higher highs... But I, th- for me at least, Sonic One I think it's is a more a, consistent movie. Yeah, it's a more consistent movie. Yeah, it, I was, no, I, I, was, I don't. Dis- my my thought was it's better written I and shot. For like the, I think that, like the first third of the movie is definitively not as good as Sonic One. Yeah, that's um, kind of what I was thinking the entire time too. Yeah, yeah. Like I was watching it, I was like, man, this is. I mean, this is fine, but. That, uh, that other stuff was good. And when I do you know, wait? I, when do you think the first third ends? Because I, well, at least where do you think it picks up? Because I, um, I think probably like once they go to the the where were they in like the Tibetan mountains or whatever Siberia, Siberia. I think after the dance off is when I think it starts to pick up. Yeah. See, I really liked the fight at the house. Like the, uh, I think it's good introduction to like fine, I guess. N- like Knuckles butting heads with Sonic. Yeah, and he gets hit by a car. I thought that was really funny. Yeah, but yeah, that, the car I mean, was but, funny. I okay, so that's gonna. 
like well, so, Knuckles, so, so Knuckles is that, able to stop Sonic going. So I think like so barreling much of the, at him. So much of the beginning takes place in Green Hills, and it, and it's and so when you direct, it, it's just not as good as any of the stuff that took place in Green Hills in the previous one. Um, right. And I think once they get out of that and start going and, and doing unique stuff is when it kind of picks up more. Um, yeah. Because I think, like, at the beginning, they were trying to capture that part of the original movie, but I, I don't think they really did. Yeah, I I can get that. The the scene, like, the, the scene with him and the dog, like, living it up at the house was too long. Yeah. And... Um, some of the other stuff. I'm glad he. Uh, I'm glad Sonic cleans up quickly and well, though. Yeah, that was impressive. Like he made a yeah mess. Like bad Cheetos everywhere. Cheetos, Doritos, Fritos, whatever they were. He was literally just waving open bags around the living room. And dude, I know those things stained the couch. He somehow cleaned it up spotless. Super speed will do that. It's. I guess so. Insane. I mean, it. He's, some, he's somehow able to impart his super speed onto other things. <laughs> yeah. I I really wish that. I understand that they had to do some sort of story moment where Sonic is being a hero, but he's not great at it, so that they could have the talk. Yeah. At the beginning, but the scene with the whole bank chase at the beginning was way too long. Um. Even though it was still interesting to me. Yeah. Uh, it was too long. Um, they could have really sorted out some of the pacing of the first third of the movie. I think yeah. you guys are right. Yeah. Um, but man, once they get to that temple and that stuff starts happening, uh, the the it's, it's off to the races. Yeah. Um, Except for the... I, I, I really could have gone without most of the Hawaii scenes, I even thought, in the middle portion of the yeah, movie. Yeah, I think the problem was, I don't know, there's too much of Sonic and Donut Lord apart from each other, and so there there wasn't that kind of, the sort of buddy cop thing going on. Yeah. Yeah. Because um, they kind of siloed the human characters with each other, and then the Sonic characters with each other. And part of the charm of the original was those two, like, crossing over. Yeah. Um, and I think it got better when, like, you know, the, it's it, it sort of went back into moving those, those two together. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. And, like, Tom's or Donut Lord... Tom, like him imparting wisdom onto Sonic about like how to be a hero in a more um, responsible way. Like I think if you had the characters together more often, especially during like action scenes or whatever in this movie, like he could impart that wisdom literally in the moment that the that they are having to go through these mm-hmm. set pieces instead of it just being kind of a removed scene separate from everything else that doesn't get to be followed up on in any way between the two characters in a in a more well, consistent I way, I guess. I think that's kind of intentional. A frequent like, way. They have to be separated for him to make the mistakes and be able to learn for himself. Um, yeah. 
the the I don't know. I just I just miss the the interactions. I th- I feel like that was kind of the heart of the original movie was was Tom and Sonic and their dynamic, and I feel like that was uh, replacing this one with kind of Sonic and Tails. Um, and I think Tails was kind of a really hit or miss in the movie for me. Yeah, yeah. I I liked Tails a lot, but there was this weird um, fanboy esque quality to Tails that uh, I thought was endearing, but also off putting. But the problem is <laughs> the the things that I I did end up loving were kind of too much, like sale t- sales. Tails, uh, at at least four times in the movie, says, only Sonic the Hedgehog would do that. Yeah. And I both hated it and also was like, the commitment to this bit is endearing to me, and I don't know why. The only bit I'll ever enjoy in, in these movies, I think, is the Olive Garden bits. Okay. The... That's the, the old. That's the, the only. The government guy <laughs> keeps saying, "I'm going to give them gift cards to everyone." Yeah, yep. It's it's kind of an. I I did like the the human stuff in Hawaii, because I thought it was so stupid. I I don't think yeah, it, it added was so to the over movie. the top ridiculous that it was right. Like, the only thing that it added, like specifically to the Sonic side of things, was the reveal that Gun as an organization exists. And there you go. And there you go. But also, they were willing to fake marry someone it, to get close to Sonic. Which is which so, is so uh, insane. insane. <laughs> no, I would say that is in line reveal. with Gun, though. What a shock. Yeah. I I really did not see it coming. There's no it way to see it. I was hoping that it would happen, but I did not know how they were going to get me there. Yeah. When they when the net hit Sonic, I was like... I popped off. Oh, I no. popped off for it. I... So the thing is, I understand where you're saying that it's kind of you you checked out or whatever, like you didn't like it as much. But it does establish a lot where like they're using Tails' weapons, which are really effective. Yeah, extremely powerful. Yeah, like terrifyingly so. Yeah, like really, she shoots that cake and it... It, it, <laughs> yeah, it just... She would have absolutely obliterated that person. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like... And if Tails had ever pulled one of those out when Robotic (laughs) was chasing him, he would be long gone. Yeah, I in that scene where she shot the cake, I was I was kind of hoping that she would have instead shot the tree behind the old government guy just to scare him a little more. But I but that tree would have crashed onto him for the. (laughs) I get what you're saying. Scare him a little more, you know. Um, It uh. Yeah, and the it it resolves nicely. Yeah, because he he's like, oh no, I do love this woman, and he's I can't remember what show he's from. Criminal he, Minds. Yeah, he's Criminal a dreamy Minds. guy. Um, he's a dreamy. He's guy. he's playing almost the exact same character. Yeah, it's that's, wonderful. So I I do like Criminal Minds, even though I forgot the same. name of the show. Yeah, uh, I enjoyed enough that I've watched episodes, and he yeah, he's just a dreamy guy that <laughs> can do good things detective things i guess he's charming Um, i love that this movie reference it's 
it really holds the Sonic franchise up uh, to a pedestal on a level. Because, I mean, it is Sonic. But, like, there's, like, at least two or three separate Sonic Heroes references in this movie that I loved. Where the they're, like, running in formation and the then Knuckles throws Sonic, which is very much a Sonic Heroes yeah. thing. And... I have this weird soft spot in my heart for the those games. Oh, absolutely. Um, and so I was just like, this is this is like Sonic Heroes. <laughs> and my buddy's like, what? And I'm like, you didn't play Sonic Heroes, I guess. <laughs> so. uh, but yeah, I was a big fan Over of the, moon. The, the references. Uh, Sonic snowboards in this movie. Uh, I was really hoping during then we'd get some sort of like maybe orchestral version of uh, at least a reference to City Escape, even though I know it's in the mountains of Siberia and not a city. Mm-hmm. But you maybe, know, it's well, Sonic and Sonic snowboarding. Has snowboarded you know? before City Escape. I know, but that is the, the Sega Sonic games, snowboarding. He, yeah, but scene, he actually you know? snowboarded through the mountains in Sonic 2, I think. And Sonic 06. <laughs> uh, <laughs> not to be that guy but we, you know i i do think that we will get in the next movie some sort of city some escape. cityscape oh yeah. i i if we don't open on it i don't well, know how sure. i'm gonna feel they're, they're going straight into sonic adventure 2 era they have to yeah it's gotta be um, getting chased by a gun truck <laughs> drop out of a gun helicopter yeah he's a, he's some kind of fugitive from the law <laughs> um, Tom is the law. How will they? Um, how will they work together? You're writing Sonic Idris, Three literally on the spot right now, and I would go see it. Idris Elba is the perfect himbo. <laughs> <laughs> I I think his voice slips sometimes. Like he like he doesn't keep the voice for Knuckles consistent entirely. But I do love his performance though, and I love yeah, the writing it doesn't, for I, him. I don't I. Yeah, his voice doesn't always work for me, but he definitely goes for it f- the whole the whole way, and you can tell like he was he's having a lot of fun doing it. Um, so I think he he was really good, um, and I love Knuckles' development from like this intimidating force down into just this uh, idiot, and then <laughs> into like oh actually he's just kind of like a child, and then yeah. <laughs> he's yeah. just a big big dumb kid. <laughs> it was a. Uh, it was fun. He, he had a fun little a fun little arc that his character went on. Uh, Knuckles is great, and he loves grapes. They brought in yep. the grapes. Love. He he wished that uh, ice cream had grapes on it. You know, that's I I can't say that I would feel differently. Maybe I don't know. I don't, grapes and ice cream could be good. I uh, yeah, I've never considered possible. it. Yeah, uh, but I'm pondering it now. And Sonic got to play baseball with friends. Yeah. That was such a... I teared up a little bit. It was it's, great. I'm going to be honest. Same. Like I was it, like, he's getting to play with friends. Like, like he, he is, is building... He's building a life for himself. Yeah. And it's yeah. really nice to see. And Him and his it, weird... Family. Anthropomorphic animal friends. And like you and see that... his family's that, like, only going to grow. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Is. Because I, I think that Amy's going to be in the next one. No, I don't think so. I could go without it. Do you guys just not like Amy? What is... 
Well, Amy's terrible. But also, she does intentionally not intentionally so. She, she also does not have a important enough role in any of the story. Yeah, and that's my bigger thing. She is, is not like, a recog- She's not a. She's not a, a recognizable image. Hmm. I do think that we'll get some sort of female representation. Have to. We could get that. The girl from that the the human woman that Sonic kissed. No. no. I thought you were gonna say Sally the Squirrel at first. I mean I guess like I don't think you mean Sally is... Acorn, the uh, yes the, the princess of Mobius. Mobius, I would yes. Love that. I'm surprised is... they didn't like name drop Mobius as the planet. Uh, well, I think that's around. intentional. They don't want to bring Oh, oh! You know what? You're yeah, so right. I totally forgot about that it's, legal it's situation. Not, it's not Mobius in the games. Yeah. Uh, so, I mean, and it's weird because, like, the comics, the games are canon to the comics, but you know, it, it's tenuous whether or not it is. It goes the other way, and so yeah. I, w- I mean, I would, I think that would be cool. Uh, it would, al- it could also very easily be terrible. Um, yeah, but I think they're probably gonna stick to game stuff. Um, I guess they could do. They could do some Sonic Boom stuff and bring in Sticks or. No. Uh, do Rouge the Bat. I mean, yeah. she does go with Shadow. Which spoiler alert? The post-credit scene was uh, Shadow. Yeah, was I screamed. I, there was I, nobody I, else in the theater. Thankfully. I yelled. Yeah. I yelled. I like, <laughs> Let's go! I I cackled in delight. <laughs> uh, which I did. I did the same. I yelled, "Let's go!" When <laughs> yeah. he turned into Super Sonic. <laughs> yes. And I. So, so, dude, that entire like last section of the movie, it was just pretty much me just going, "Let's go!" Every like few minutes, like the the uh Egg- Eggman getting the K or the Master Emerald and getting infused with its power and then building the huge Death Egg Mech thing. Yeah. Which looks oh, we love so it. cool. Yeah, it was perfect. It was yes, actually genuinely yes. Uh I think when I got when I started to get more hype by the end of the movie it was like this weird pressure valve because there was a family in front of us where you could tell the parents were sort of making the kids and stuff be a little more behaved probably. Yeah. But then once an adult, someone else in the theater was getting rowdy and excited about stuff in the movie, they started letting people like letting their kids slip a little more yeah. and i was like yeah let them have fun well, yeah I, like there's cool fun stuff going I, on i saw i still remember to this day this isn't related to even sonic one when i saw sonic one and when i saw uh the power rangers movie that wasn't great but it was enjoyable enough but like there was a couple moments in that movie that really was like crowd pleaser stuff for the theaters yeah and so, like, people genuinely getting excited about something in a the theater is really fun. And so, like, I just was like, oh, yeah, I'm going to be excited. I don't care. Yeah. And so when he, I just started laughing and went really loud. I was like, let's go, when he turned into supersonic. And 
like the other kids were like, yeah. Yeah. It was awesome. Dude, supersonic pop-offs are always a good time. I didn't think they were going to do it. I mean, I, I I thought it was good. I thought it would be cool if it happened, but I did not think they were going to do it. I accidentally got spoiled on it uh, uh-huh. yesterday, uh, which I was I expecting knew- that it was going to be in the movie anyway, so like it wasn't like a a devastating spoiler, you know? Like, if I got spoiled that Shadow was in it, then I would have been a little, you know... I mean, look, Sonic 2 is when Supersonic showed up, so... Exactly. Like, I... Like, I... I and went, once, once they... Uh, when they reference the Chaos Emeralds by name... Oh, I, yeah. I think that's I, when I knew that that's what that was going to be. Uh, quick question because i feel like the movie doesn't do a good job of either showing or explaining this after the final fight uh knuckles reconstitutes the master emerald but he's not holding the chaos emeralds in his hand like those fly up into the clouds you don't even see them like disperse or anything they just fly straight up and then we get the shot of the group like yeah i've never been but there's no more mention of master emerald is I know it's like related to the chaos emeralds in the game, but I couldn't tell you what the deal with it is. Yeah, right. Um, like they gave the explanation in the movie that it was that the seven chaos emeralds were brought together to form the master emerald. Yeah, and then but now that they, is apparently they, it, when not it broke, the case. they spilled out, and then Knuckles somehow made it again. So I don't know. Don't really know what's going on there. It's a magical rock. It is a magical rock. Well, you know, we're going to get really uh, cool. Hedgehog with a gun. Yeah. So <laughs> Hedgehog with a gun being hunted by gun. Yeah. Or being controlled by gun. Or be, Yeah. Honestly, so, yeah, that's where I could see Shadow going in, like, the direction for him in this world is that, like, maybe, like, if they didn't mention the line that, like, Shadow apparently, like, what, like the project was started, like, 50 years ago or something, that, like... If they didn't do that, then I would have written it as, like, Shadow was a recent, like, project going, um, like, happening so that Gun had some version of Sonic that they could control because they, like, there's a specific line where they say, like, Sonic is, like, he's not controllable. And I'm like, oh, but Shadow is. I could see that if they wanted to introduce another character, it could be, uh, they could have, you know, the Thief Rouge brings them the, the the information about the location of shadow yeah um, and so yeah. she could be like working with them as a sort of like a an informant catwoman-esque um, yeah villain who is just sort <laughs> yeah. of uh really working for her own gain right but it's, it's the money baby evil. yeah she yeah. wants that money that's entirely in character with her it would work or bring in Blaze from Sonic Rush. Yeah. Again, which would I, also be bad. I like those yeah, games. Yeah, so. it would. <laughs> I like those games. I don't care. Those games were fun. I mean, they're good games. Um, but yeah, this was a good movie. Good video game movie. Yeah. And it's a tracking to make the most money video game movie-wise. So... You know. yeah, it's so a shame that Sonic it. never got that that the first one never got that Oscar in the year that it was the only movie that came out. But yeah, yeah. so it, sad. Yeah, should have got it. But hey, at least <laughs> it got this great sequel. 
Listen, and somehow the Sonic movie has now completely dunked on two separate DC films. So, the... Or superhero? Yeah, I would say superhero films. uh, It dunked on Harley Quinn and Birds of Prey, which that movie wasn't that bad. No. But it dunked on that one, and then... It is it dunked the heck out of Morbius. It is dunking which, the heck out of Morbius. That movie deserves to be dunked. I think, like, I saw it yesterday. We don't. We don't have to talk about Morbius. We yeah. don't. And uh, honestly, we're not so, going to. I will just say it was no, very nice to. following up that horrible time with Sonic, with which the, was such a good, good time. Yeah. Wonderful palate cleanser for a, from a bad movie. Yes, and this is this is why I told you the other day you have to see it before we record. Yeah, because I want I didn't want you to get spoiled on Shadow. Like, there's so much. There was so many cool moments in there that people. They're like I understand that it's kind of, uh, it is a kid movie. But yeah, there's stuff in there that that like matters. I'm glad I didn't. I'm glad that they didn't. Really, and props to the marketing department not showing that Supersonic is yeah. in the movie. Yeah. yeah. Like, that's... But you know, you know it'll, they, it'll, it'll absolutely be, like, the first thing they show in the commercials for the home release. For the deep... Yeah, yeah. Right. Absolutely. Yeah, and, and you know, they might even do a little bit of the shot of Shadow, um, uh, which, I, you know what? They probably what will. Sorry, Apple Watch. Um, so, the problem is... Or not problem. I look. I went back because, you know, Seth and I thought the original Sonic art for the movie was interesting and could have provided for an interesting movie. Absolutely. So I went back and rewatched that trailer t- the other day. <laughs> Do you know that they show Robotnik on the Mushroom Planet at, which is the one the of the final post-credits? shot of the movie? Yeah, they show that in that trailer. That's insane. Insane. I, they show it at the end of the trailer. Boy, howdy! So, like, for they they learned from the first movie through the rework of the character. They also learned self control and marketing to yes. not spoil some of the cool moments. Yes, like Supersonic and like Shadow. Um, and also they didn't spoil that the coffee shop was called the Mean Bean, which is. Sort of a dumb. I think it genius. was in the first one. Was it called? Well, I didn't. I don't remember. I don't remember a coffee shop in the first one. Yeah. Like, I could be wrong. But still, Mean Bean Machine. That's a good good but reference. I, I I remember there was there was a reference to the Mean Bean Machine in the first one. So. Yeah. I don't know. Also. Uh, Knuckles being dumb and crushing the sonic hologram was a 10 out of 10 content. Uh, the yes, absolutely. Um that sonic hologram though, the coloring of it especially on the eyes made me think it was metal sonic at first. Oh no. And I and I I, I had to stare at it for a few seconds longer and I'm like, "Oh no, he just Eggman just decided to have the eyes of the hologram be black and red for some reason." Yeah. But Probably just there as a as a secret reference. Yeah, as a little wink and a nod. Which I mean, they they do a couple times. Like he's yeah, he's in that floating orb, and I really wanted a giant 
swinging ball to pop out of the yeah, floating orb. Same. And and to have Sonic the, jump on top of it and right. bounce and damage him. And the uh the like at one point the stone guys swapping through costumes for Robotnik. Yep. It's, it's you see the classic Eggman suit. Yeah. And it's great. Yeah. What a fun movie. Um next week for live action video game talk we'll talk about uh the Halo show since they'll be about halfway through. Yeah, episode um, four comes out tomorrow. Tomorrow, yeah. What a <laughs> what a show that is. That show's um, ramping up. I I like it more with each episode. Yeah. Um, anything else to say about the Sonic movie, gentlemen? Sonic nope. Two, I mean. We don't. We you know everyone knows we like the first one. Um. But got nothing. All right. Well, with that, we appreciate you listening to the show as always. Uh, even if this one was a little long, uh, we had some extra stuff to talk about, which was fun. Um, and we are excited to be recording our 200th episode. We are going to try to do some special stuff. I'm not going to make any promises, yeah, but make sure all, to it listen. It also might just be a regular episode. <laughs> I it'll it'll have some pomp, uh, maybe, maybe a some, little bit of circumstance. Yeah, maybe, uh, uh, maybe. but probably not. But maybe. Don't uh, get your hopes up. Don't get your hopes and so, up. Expect <laughs> expect the worst. Expect it to be our worst episode. Instead of uh, doing the usual opening and ending theme, we just do pop and circumstance. (laughs) You know, Seth, it can't be as bad as the episode where we just left it cut off in the middle. So that's... (laughs) The lost episode? (laughs) No, no, no. That was the back in the day we had the episode where all of the audio died in the middle, even though we recorded the whole episode. Ah, So sad. So we just posted half of it. And it's special. Don't go listen you know. to our back catalog. <laughs> I, you know, there's some gems in there. Uh, but yeah, the lasagna episode. I've some people, oh, some we can't, some people. We can't, we can't get into this right now. We'll save it for some, next episode. <laughs> yeah, um, but we will uh, see you next <laughs> week. Uh, bye. Bye. See ya.